Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It is Friday night, the time is 7.30, and Sophie and I are back for yet another episode of Keeping It Real by Caroline and Sophie. Good evening, and what a happy Friday it is today. We I, are going to cheers on that. We are going to cheers on that because we've got a little bit of a miracle to share with you guys, or rather Sophie has a little bit of a miracle to share with you guys. It's a miracle and it's a big thank you. As you all know, we all moved into our little house quite recently in Fulham and um, we are settling in really well. We've been there over three weeks now, which has flown oh by and flown. I have um, obviously kept a very close watch on my gorgeous fur babies, Basil, Bluebell and Coco. And they really haven't left my sight apart from on Wednesday night when... As usual, for the past couple of weeks, Basil has ventured out for half an hour before bedtime and has wandered around the garden, scented a little bit, and then come back in, happily trotted in when I called him with the biscuits. However, on Wednesday night, he went outside, and when I went outside with his biscuits and shook them, called him in, he didn't come back. Oh, my gosh. So I thought, well, maybe he's just popped into a couple of neighbours down the road. So I thought, it's okay. He'll, he'll, he knows the sense now. He should be able to come back. But every half an hour from about five o'clock, I popped out into the garden and no sign of Basil. So I went to bed at about 1am after having called and called all night. And I was starting to really feel very anxious. So as soon as I woke up the next morning, I ran downstairs, looked out at the back door and there was no sign of Basil, at which point I really did want to burst into oh tears. Oh my gosh, how awful. But obviously, with two little boys in tow, we kept it upbeat and we went into the garden and we called and we called and we called. No sign of Basil. So we popped on our shoes and our pajamas and our coats and we rushed off down the road and knocked on all of our neighbours' doors and said, is Basil stuck in your garden? And he wasn't. So we came home and we carried on as best we could without distressing the children too much. And um, luckily they were going out for lunch with their daddy. And I had a meeting in Mayfair. So I popped letters through all the neighbours' letterboxes and said, if you see Basil, please keep him at your house until I come back. I'll be back in about an hour and a half. Um, boys went off with daddy. Happy, happy, happy. I came back home to no sign of Basil. So Coco and I went round the streets, round up and down all the neighbouring streets for about an hour and a half, calling, calling, shaking biscuits to the oh point my where my neighbours actually started shouting, please shut up. <gasps> um, 
And just as I sort of started to really lose it, um, just before four o'clock, and I lose hope and, and really think he's been run over or he's oh. so lost or something terrible has happened or someone's taken him. I sat down at my computer and I started looking for photos of recent pictures of Basil, which I was going to make posters of and stick all over our neighborhood. Just at that point, I checked my Instagram DMs and a lovely lady who doesn't want to be named on Instagram called Vaso, who lives in Corfu, said my friend had a visit from a, a Siberian cat that looks just like Basil at her osteopath three streets away from your house. Shut the front door. She didn't realize it was three streets away from my house. She told me the name of the road and I recognized it. I grabbed my coat with tears in my eyes. I'm getting tears in my eyes now. Oh, so And ran off and turned into her street, called Basil's name, and he came meowing, literally jumping for joy towards me. And I literally couldn't believe it. I was so overjoyed. I really thought I was never going to see my beautiful boy again. And I think, I mean, for those of you who aren't, animal lovers or pet owners or just don't have that bond and I do get it because I know a lot of people think that I'm a crazy cat lady or a crazy dog lady or crazy bit of both but for me I've had Basil for 10 years and he's like one of my children and to have a home without him would be too devastating and I think it probably would have just pushed me over the edge in this change that I'm making at the moment. So thank you, Vasso. Thank you, Julia, the lovely osteopath who lives a few streets from me. Thank you, Basil. Thank you, guardian angels. Thank you, God, for looking down on me that day. What a miracle. I feel so blessed and thankful to my lovely followers, to Instagram, to whoever was looking down on me that day for giving me my beautiful boy back and I'm not letting him out of my sight. No, of course you're not. Of course you're not. Do you know what? It makes me really think about how incredibly sensitive animals are. It's quite remarkable, actually, and so much more than one can even imagine. Isn't it interesting that Basil went for such a stroll as you've yeah. moved house. Well, I think he was probably venturing back to our old house. Yeah, yeah, he could have been. He could have been, but, but he I, probably felt the big changes. And yeah, the reason absolutely. why I'm bringing this up, Soph, is because when my mother died, hmm. when I was 11 years old, we had four dogs. And the day after my mother died, our four dogs disappeared. <sighs> and the four dogs have never been found. No. We had the whole county, because we were living oh in England gosh. at the time. We were living just outside Hazelmere in Surrey. And my father, of course, had every single possible alert on these beloved dogs. Um, And what really strikes me and, and, and has for all these years is the fact that these dogs obviously could feel the tragedy. I can't even say what I think happened to them because... And I had, I've had many conversations with my father over the years, also in adulthood, because I, I always thought, I wonder if he's not telling us what happened to them simply to protect us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even in, in adulthood, when life has given a lot of different challenges and one is robust enough to actually get over them, I, I even asked my father a few years before he died, you know, whatever did happen to those dogs? And my father said, I don't no, no one 
ever found them. No one ever even said that something had happened to them. It was Gosh, it, how it awful. is and has always been a complete not a mystery. Yeah. Oh, so yay but for so, Basil coming back. So that is happy. the best news ever. Yeah, I really I can't even tell you. I am so relieved. And I I just feel for anybody who's lost pets um that way or you know, if you do find a pet that's not your own and as lovely I mean the the lady, the osteopath who found um Basil, her name was Julia said that he was so friendly he just wanted to come in her front door I think he was really confused I think he thought it was home and she let him in and he had a glass not a glass of water but he had a little bowl of water and she put him out again because she said oh I, I thought he should be returned to his owner and I said that's so thoughtful of you because I know a lot of people think the kindest thing to do is keep the animal that comes into their house but actually the best thing to do if you're visited by a stray cat or a stray dog is just go and check at your local vets to see if they're microchipped please because very, very it point. is what about um, what about so if he does does basil wear a necklace so now no and there is a reason for him not wearing okay. a collar um when we well when we lived in Broomhouse road we had a really big tree at the back of our garden and he got tangled his collar got tangled and he nearly strangled himself and if I hadn't come home from the playgroup I was at that Mm. at that point with Mm. Harry he would have strangled himself in the tree so I never wanted to put a collar on him again the problem is is with outdoor cats he's Siberian Maine Coons are the same a lot of these outdoor cats if you keep them inside they are miserable Mm. because they're explorers Mm. and adventurers Mm. but obviously it's very hard in London we live on busy streets and there are some strange people around and there are lots of cars and I just, it's too frightening for words. Yeah, of course it is. So I have, I've bought him a GPS tracking collar from Amazon and he's not going to be allowed further than the end of the garden oh. until I've received oh, it. Oh no, I totally understand yeah. that. I totally understand that. So mm-hmm. you're keeping an eye on Basil every time he wanders outside. Oh, he's not so allowed out without me. anymore. Well, we never had a cat flap, but no. Yeah. Oh. No, the reason we don't have a cat flap, and we'll move on from cats in a minute. I don't want to bore yeah. everybody with this. But um, the reason we don't have a cat flap is, first of all, I absolutely can't bear mice. And when we had a cat flap, um, Basil would often bring in a present into oh, the nice. kitchen and also because I like the cats to come in at night so I didn't want them to be no, able to I get go that. in and out do you know what you've actually just reminded me of another story so my sister and I have probably been about yeah it was it was just after my mother died so we have been approximately eight and eleven and it was winter probably just a couple of months after my mother died and we spotted the most beautiful black chocolate brown and orange cat walking in our garden. Very exotic looking, Mm. slightly a cross between a leopard and a tiger in color. I mean, completely and utterly beautiful. Our beloved father noticed us very much looking at this cat and it would go and it would come back and it would go and it would come back. And he said, no matter what, don't feed it. Mm. No matter what, don't feed it. And of course, as soon as our dad went to the office, (laughs) we went and found some nice milk and did a little bowl of milk for this cat, which we then started doing daily. And before we knew it, Olga 
became her name, Olga moved in. Oh no, you're so naughty. Sweet Olga. And what was very adorable, you know, our father was very forgiving about it. And we went and bought Olga a bed and Olga lots of toys and Olga proper cat food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she lived, this is going to sound really, really bizarre, but we had in our house in England a place where my father would polish his shoes. He was so old-fashioned, and one of his greatest hobbies was to polish shoes. He found it therapeutic, like I love washing up. Mm. My father loved to polish his shoes. His shoes, our school shoes, he was of the opinion that a shoe should be so polished that you could literally... See your face in it. Absolutely, 100%. So Olga lived in the shoe polishing room. (laughs) And what was so funny about it was the fact that my father and Olga never, ever bonded. And Olga, like all cats, was a hunter. And you were just mentioning Mm. earlier those wonderful presents. Olga bought lots of presents. And the presents she bought, she would always slightly, I would go so far as to say, vomit into oh. one of my father's new polish shoes. I know. So, you know, <laughs> the story of my father's life was going every morning to get our shoes ready for school and there would be another little gift from Olga in one of his shoes. Never our shoes. She only ever vomited in my dad's That's shoes. probably because she was vying for his affection. Well, of course, mm. 100%, 100%. And it was so mm. funny, this love-hate relationship that they yeah. had. How funny. Oh, <laughs> you do have to love the cats. So what else has been happening? What's new? How is Denmark? Denmark was really lovely. What was especially lovely about it was for my kids to spend time with their cousins, you know, to Mm. be together as family, which means so much to me. I've been abroad since I was 18 years old. It is really rare that I've ever lived in the same country as any family member, although I did have my sister and her husband here for a few years, which was lovely when the children were teeny weeny. But you really notice how important family mm. is. And, and how there close is the a, cousins get. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And there is a completely magical mm. bond between my children and my sister's children, but actually also between my children and my sister's husband's sister's children. Oh, isn't that lovely? And we were all in Dubai together actually no it's completely wonderful and there are children of similar ages the Mm. whole way around but it's you know I was talking to my sister and my brother-in-law about it and you know what it's beyond cousins it's like they are siblings but have a love like best friends you know this is is what my mother always says is that when babies and toddlers are little they just know their own so when you take your children out to play dates or Sunday lunches or wherever you're going or friends, holidays with friends, it's just never quite, it's always wonderful. It's never quite the same as being with flesh and blood. Because blood is thicker just, than water. They just seem to understand that cousins are family. And my boys are the same with Caroline's children. I mean, so nice. Harry and Finn, well, not Finn actually, Finn's much younger, but Harry was born four weeks before Zach and Aaron. So they were born literally all at the same time and have grown up together. And I mean, my children were absolutely devastated when they moved to Dubai. And it's such a wonderful holiday for them to go to Dubai and just be able to just chill out with their cousins and do 
all the lovely things that Auntie Caroline, other Auntie Caroline <laughs> plans for them at Legoland and everything else. But I'd get it. It's such a lovely bond. That but you know, that have. love that you feel in your heart, even as children, I think goes above and nothing, nothing can replace it. Nothing is worth more than love between various family members. And I mm. actually, this week, have been really, really, really endeared again by all your incredible direct messages. I mean, you guys are unbelievable. And I try and reply to as many as I possibly can. And I'm really thankful for all of them. But there was one uh, or two, actually, that really struck me this week after our podcast, not last week, the week before, about forgiving and about letting go and there was one of my wonderful followers who told me that she hadn't had any kind of relationship with her ex-husband's mother for years and it had been such a painful fact painful for her painful for mm. her children and after listening to our podcast she reached out she called her ex-mother-in-law. How amazing. Her ex-mother-in-law, to her complete surprise, was so thrilled to hear from her. They ended up going and having a lunch, a lunch that went so well that it turned into dinner. And she said, I would never have had the courage to do that had I not listened to your oh, podcast. That is, that's so touching. I'm so happy to hear that. because What an honor, Soph, huh? What an honor to be able to... Well, it takes a lot to forgive and to move on. Yeah. And I think, obviously, time is such a great healer. But I, I also want to talk about one of um, our lovely followers who actually messaged us both and sent us the most wonderfully in-depth uh, description of where her life had come from and where, where she is now. And she was the headmistress of a school had two very young children and her husband was very is very successful and travels a lot and she's very isolated yeah. on her own looking yeah. after two very young little ones who are close in age and her whole life is about feeding clothing bathing playing feeding clothing ba bathing playing and Shopping. she's and she's on Cooking. her own yeah. a lot she's mm. on her own 90 percent of the time she feels almost like a single mother and she's, you know, in a very good place with her husband, but it's it's lonely. Yeah. And she's wondering whether to go back and do something once yeah. they're a little bit older mm -hmm. for herself. And I said to her, this is the beginning, because when you have your children, and this is what happened for me, is you appreciate so much more mm. the time that you actually have on mm. this planet, on mm. your own, mm. and headspace, and yeah. alone time, and time to reflect. And you really don't realize how important that is until you have your children, because mm. your children take up your entire yeah. space. Yeah. And that's fine, and that's lovely, but... By the time they get to three and four, you're so ready for a break and a bit of you time that you actually step, you need to step away. You need to step away to be a good parent, mm. to be a balanced parent, to be a happy parent. Mm. You need, if you're married, you need to step away to have a date night with your husband. You Absolutely. need to remember why you got married. You need place, to yeah. take but that I also time think and that nurture this you each time, other. This you time, it's really important that... You know, for, for, for many of us, the reward in having a career, no matter what it is, whether you're an artist or a musician or a shop assistant or an entrepreneur, it doesn't really matter. But I think it's so important to have something beyond children, beyond marriage, that makes you feel satisfied, Complete. that makes yeah. you feel proud of yourself, that makes you feel that you've accomplished something brilliant. And 
what's amazing for Sophie and I too is we sit here and we feel very, very lucky to be able to do this podcast and to have a lot of you wonderful listeners out there and for you to come back to us and say that you feel inspired. But we also want to at the same time say that you guys inspire us just as much. Absolutely. And um, and we just feel very, very lucky and we're very, very grateful for you all. And, and I think, you know, on that topic of... Um just keeping a little bit of you in that whole moment of, you know, especially if you have twins or you have more than one child or your children are so close together in age and you've got a three-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old and it's madness and you just, you don't see the light of day. You can't go to the bathroom on your own. You can't wash your hair. I mean, I even remember just from having Harry, I didn't wash my hair for a whole week yeah. sometimes. No, because I totally relate to I that. I think, okay, it's nap time. I can go and have a, a shower and wash my hair really and, and, you know, make myself feel great. And then, of course, typically the one nap time that I was going to wash my hair in, the doorbell rings, yeah. wakes the baby up yeah. and you're screwed. Yeah. And it's, you know, you want to slap the postman. Uh, <laughs> Just, do you know what? I went to know. a dinner party last night and I sat next to a very, very lovely gentleman who's getting married in September and he was telling me that they spend a lot of time in Dubai because his brother lives there. He's from Romania. And he shared with me the fact that his brother had had twins almost two years ago. And they'd had a conversation on the phone earlier that day. And his brother had said, dude, I haven't had a beer in two years. I don't know if I'm ever going to have a beer again for the rest of my life. I'm so tired. I don't sleep. You know, it's so tough. And I then said to this gentleman I was sitting next to, you know what's... That's, that's very interesting because you now remind me of a story, again, of my father. And my father had a deal with my mother that he would do the night feeds. And when I woke up in the middle of the night as a baby, my father would take me out of my crib. He would take me down into the kitchen. He would prepare my bottle. Then he would go and get a very cold bottle of beer that he would open and then he would go and sit in his most comfortable armchair. He would settle me in his arm and he would feed me my bottle. And when I needed a break and needed a little burp, he would drink his beer. And he said love it. it was such a magical time, not only for him as a man to bond with his daughter, which he really did. He said it was such, it was so special and he was so happy to have that on his own. But it also started a love of beer. So for the rest of my father's life, every single night before bedtime since the day I was born, my dad had a night beer. That's hilarious. Isn't that funny? I love it. I, and so I, I said to this friend of mine yeah. or to the person I was sitting next to yesterday, you know what? Tell your brother this story because you know what? Of course you should have a beer. Children doesn't mean that you have to let your life stop. You know, you just mm. have to make a few changes and do it a bit differently. And yes, perhaps you are extremely tired. Of course you are. You've twins. But you know what? Maybe when they do wake up in the middle of the night, do that wonderful thing. Of well, I actually I actually remember, but I, I had two very different children. So Harry was an absolutely gorgeous, happy little baby, but mm -hmm. had savage reflux. So we didn't realize that he had reflux until he was about eight months old because he never really cried. He just didn't like feeding. So I would pretty much be trying to give him breast milk or bottle milk to top him up all the time. Mm -hmm. And I never really took a break. And it was, it was brutal by the end. And I was so drained from it. And really worried that my little boy wasn't getting enough um, nutrition. And every time I went to the weigh-in at the 
little weigh-in clinic, they'd say, oh, he's a bit underweight and are you feeding him enough? And I was explaining the situation. And then actually we ended up having this amazing lady I did so much research, I just couldn't figure out why he never wanted to finish the milk. And we ended up having the sleep fairy, Alison Scott Wright, who came to stay with us for 24 hours. And the moment she walked in the front door and said, feed the baby and let me see, let me just witness what's going on and the environment and how your baby feeds and et cetera, et cetera. She said, within the first five minutes, your baby has silent reflux. And those words changed my life because we ended up going to Dr. L. Toomey at the Portland Hospital, getting prescribed immediately reflux medicine, which we'd give to him five minutes before he had his bottle. And for the first time in the whole of his life, he was able to drink a bottle. Now, I was so paranoid about him not getting enough milk that by the stage of two months of Harry being alive, I hired myself an industrial hospital pump, stuck it on both breasts and drained my milk from both breasts in seven minutes. This is a very unglamorous conversation and probably why my husband was slightly put off me. But I was literally, I milked myself like a cow religiously eight times a day. I can't actually remember how many feeds you do, but I, I, because I was so scared he wasn't getting enough milk, I would milk myself into a bottle and then make sure that he had the whole bottle. And sometimes a bottle would take an hour for him to take. Poor child was obviously suffering. You know what? It's, Wow, those days, those days, those days. Although it is six years since I last breastfed. Can I tell you, with Alexander, with Alexander, so I had a maternity nurse, Mm. which was really unusual for me because I come from Denmark. I come from a country where you don't have help with your babies. And it's almost frowned upon if you do have help. Alex booked a maternity nurse. I'm afraid she left after three days. Do you know what? I think it's a very, very English mentality. It was something that I most certainly hadn't heard of before, but it was also something that everyone in my husband's family had done. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of the done thing, but it was very, very strange. Anyway, I had this maternity nurse who, as soon as I gave birth, told me that I had to demand feed. And of course, newborn babies are hungry all the time. And this meant that, and I've got to tell you guys, you know what, I'm, I'm maybe a generous A cup on a good day. <laughs> but I went from A cup to a double D, yeah, me if too. not maybe an F, simply because I demand fed, <laughs> which meant that after two weeks, I had a full feed in each boob every hour. Yeah. Which meant that it's when painful. I pumped, sweetheart, I could get 750 mils per breast per day of pump milk. That's like one and a half liters of milk that well, I could pump I, I get you. out of my boobs. I, I could have fed five kids. Yeah, I well, I did in the end. Do you know what I did? So I, I produced so much milk that it was so painful between feeds. And obviously... Oh God, beyond. You almost exploded. Because, you you yeah. have cabbage on your boobs. No, but because I was I expressing did. out my own milk so I could make sure that Harry got the whole bottle, yes. I ended up freezing loads and loads and loads of milk. 
And oh, I, did I ended up giving it to the um, neonatal ward at the Charity in Westminster, oh, who wonderful. have mothers who have very premature babies and they don't have their milk yet. So you can, anyway, it sounds absolutely disgusting, but they were really happy to receive my yeah, frozen milk. But I mean, oh my gosh, what a palaver that milk was. Is breast milk is like gold. I mean, yeah. it is like gold. Um, but anyway, the, the good news is, is that Alison Scott Wright came to stay with us for 24 hours. Within that Alison 20, Scott-Wright. she was the sleep fairy and oh, wow. she's written several books. She put Harry on this medication and he stopped having reflux and then finally began to put on weight. But still to this day, if he overeats or feels too full, he will throw up the entire meal well so it's lucky that i ordered dumpling this evening for our boys and i ordered about between 12 and 16 for each (laughs) so harry and finn's obsession in life are dumplings pork and chive prawn and and chive prawn and chive pork and i don't know what it is pork and chestnut we did king prawn we did prawn and chive we did pork zao long bao yeah yeah (laughs) That whole shebang, Sichuan. <laughs> it's actually, it was actually really funny listening to the boys. I posted a story on my Instagram um, where the boys actually were telling about their love of these dumplings. And what was hilarious is that Sophie's boys actually speak Chinese when they <laughs> want to order their when they want to order their dumplings. It's really brilliant, and they actually sound as if. Can I just say that's so down to my ex-husband, Alex. I didn't didn't have a foreign piece of food until I was about 17. I remember my my first serious boyfriend took me to a Chinese restaurant when I was about 17 and said, I'm ordering the Peking duck and pancakes. I thought, what the bloody hell is that? I'd never had a takeaway in my life. My parents were very traditionally English. Oh my gosh, that sounds so and funny. I, that sounds like Rory, my ex-husband. Yeah. I mean, well, he I tasted his first pizza when he was 21. Irish stew, um, yeah. toad in the Which hole. Which is all rather delicious, I mean, of course. Yeah, just all this very English food. It's very funny. And, you know, fillet of place cooked in milk i mean my mother was a very traditional english apart from spaghetti bolognese which is my absolute favorite growing up oh, so you did have spaghetti we had spaghetti bolognese that was mm. the one thing that was i mean can't the I one call, it, yeah, call it italian but you know it's well it's kind, kind of is it kind it's kind of, of universal yeah anyway i was taken for peking duck pancakes and i had soap? no idea what to do with a pancake i watched my boyfriend at the time you know put the shredded duck in the thing and then and I just turned mine into a golf ball and tried to shove it in my <laughs> mouth. It was so embarrassing. Oh, how funny. And then and then I was taken out for Indian and that became my favourite thing in the whole world oh, and I still love is. I Indian food. I, I What's just your favourite Indian restaurant? Oh, well, my favourite Indian takeaway, I hardly go to the restaurants. The, the, the star of India is amazing and Noor Jahan. Agree. Both, both of those yeah. two. Noor Jahan's probably my favourite. Um, and then for deliveries is Holy Cow. I love, a ho- and I have chicken danzak, which is the chicken cooked in onions and spices, with sagaloo, which is spinach and potato, loads of mango chutney and loads of... Um, yogurt yogurt cucumber sauce whatever it is what is that sauce yeah it's the writer the green one that's the writer mm. no. oh my gosh it's that's my really interesting thing. so my go-to is chicken tea pasal chicken tikka masala mm. lamb rogan josh both S- yep sag, sag budgie <laughs> which is the spinach bindi budgie which are the 
okra. Oh, I don't like this. Takadal, <laughs> which is the lentils. Pilau oh, yeah. rice. Yeah. Um, Poppadoms. Holy moly. And <laughs> naan bread. Right, that is that's a Never big order. Never been greedy. <laughs> Never been greedy. That's a big order. But you know what? I I kind of think that when you when you spoil yourself with a takeaway, it's important to <laughs> to satisfy all your senses. I'm just sorry. The wine's probably helping my comedy <laughs> chat here, but I just want to give everybody a little word of warning that if you are having a date night. Obviously, if that's if you're divorced or even if you're married and having a date night with your husband. Or if and, you're 17 and going on your first date. Yes, avoid Indian food because really? you wake up with the most awful breath the next day. I'm not joking. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, I so only you, say that. Do you do all the raw onions? Oh, I love the raw onions. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt after lunch today. I've got to say, really? whoa, I had the most powerful red onion in this delicious lentil I salad I made onions. for lunch. Mm. But it was so one good. of those where you had to slightly put your hand over your mouth to have a conversation with Smints. anybody. I actually, I have to recommend Smints. Keep them in your bag all the time. They are so good. They're a little powerful, triangular, banging breath fresheners. Breath fresheners. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say banging breath freshener? That's very, very funny. Well, we are going out tonight, yeah. Sophie, so maybe you're procrastinating a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. Um, no, so anyway, it's always good to treat yourself, though. So in the whole essence of, of you know, being healthy, eating well, eating balance, of course I don't have Indians every day. <laughs> that's that's really but it is friday night and you all know what it feels like when you get to the end of the week and sophie and i i've got to say oh, it is the end of one. the week and for sophie it's been a few it's been brutal a brutal one. weeks and I, uh, as a result of that we are celebrating we are drinking and um it's actually, delicious here's, here's here's a big toast to you guys because it's friday for you guys too tgif tgif and and what a brilliant friday it is i have to say it's and you just, know what to those of you who don't week. have plans as you're listening to this podcast, even if you're listening to it when it's not Friday, Sophie and I both suggest that you right now decide something that you really want to do just for you. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Today, I, uh, I was at my parents' house, actually, after I did... I had a mad day today. Woke up, did a quick fashion shoot with um, Bespoke Your World, which is a brilliant fashion house who design one-off pieces and collections and then after that jumped in the car drove to my parents house photographed all the things that won't fit into my house to put at an auction house and then on the way back in the car Caroline said so where are we having dinner and I said oh we're having dinner fabulous and she said well yeah we are we've planned it last week of course I didn't put it in my diary because I am an airhead and I don't use my iPhone for diary appointments, which I should really get in the swing of. I use a paper diary. So unless I've got my paper diary with me at the time that someone suggests something, it doesn't, it doesn't get put in and then I have no idea what I'm doing. It works for work, but not for social. Anyway, so spontaneously, I'm all dressed up now doing this podcast in black jeans and a lace top. Caroline and I are going straight out for a lovely dinner. And guess friends. who we're having dinner with? Funnily enough, we're having dinner with Sweet Kim, who was on Ladies of London yes. with us. And I actually haven't seen Kim in quite a while. Well, I've bumped into her very briefly here and there. Well, you but should I see seen her because she's got her dog. So I'm super excited to see her lot. this evening. Yeah, well, she's she's a she's a lovely friend, Kim, and she's got a little spaniel called Lola. So quite often. We all take the dogs out. When I say we all, we all obviously involves Harry, Finn and I. And Harry and Finn often give people a real education into what it is to have children if they're not in that position at, the, at that point in their lives. So oh my lot of, gosh, I if you, love that. That's if hilarious. You, if you run around the park with two little boys and a chocolate Labrador who basically... Chocolate Labrador goes into every dustbin and tries to retrieve every McDonald's leftovers bag from the dustbin. Mm -hmm. Boys yeah. disappear up every tree, in every bush, doing all sorts of things and come back shoeless, you know, wellies full of mud, whatever it is. And I think Kim, who is very glamorous with her little spaniel, who does exactly as he's, she's told, and looks at me in my life and goes, oh my God, thank God I'm not you most of the time. Hilarious, but yeah. so fun. Which I love, which is actually the whole essence of this episode. It's got a lot to do with, thank God it's Friday. Mm. And we don't want you guys to just think about, thank God it's Friday. We want you guys to actually think, I want to do something that makes me really happy today today and every day absolutely in one way or another well I don't have my boys this weekend Alex just uh, came and picked them up from us here and tomorrow morning at 9 30 I've got Paolo's body bar first thing I've got to say Soph I'm quite impressed that on the weekend that you don't have your kids you're doing Paolo's body, body you know, bar at 9.30. Well, I'm I like, have to. don't even wake me up before no, 10 I tell you what, because I've got Sunday off too. I've got Sunday off too. I, the but reason you don't want to have two lions? I would love to, but um, my lovely um, Romanian au pair went home on Wednesday to take her driving test again. 
And so I've had the boys Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. It's half term. It's been manic. I've tried to fit in work and Alex has taken them off for a couple of times when I've had meetings and it's been so crazy. I haven't had one moment for myself. So of course, first thing to go out the window is my exercise class. But let me, let me ask you a little bit more about Paolo's body bar because I know that it's something you really, really rate so highly. I was listening to our most recent podcast the other day and how you were saying that there were even men in the room who couldn't do it and how you just feel, you feel so good because you are taken to your physical boundaries and it hurts and it's painful and it's difficult, but the feeling that it leaves you with afterwards is so incredible. 100% and I love it and it's my time and that's why I treasure it. It's one hour of Sophie Stanbury on her own, doing something she loves but can i just it's not earning me money it's not doing anything that i'm supposed to be doing it's not following suit it's not conforming it's something that i've chosen to do that is completely my decision and i'm doing it because i love it and that makes it all the more rewarding but can i just ask you a question Mm. sophie stanbury please do caroline fleming could (laughs) we not maybe meet at paolo's body bar like it 1230 instead of 930 wouldn't I just love that but they only have one class tomorrow and it's early Uh, Mm. but you know but you and I were actually supposed to have done one today I know and it was my fault I had to cancel but I did have I was being paid to do something it's okay so obviously if I'm being paid to do something money is priority right now money comes over fun and this this is a very new thing for me mm-hmm. is I have got really into the spiritual side of life and I recently Love had that. my tarot cards read wonderful. because Kim actually recommended a wonderful woman who lives in Watford and said she called me up and she said oh my goodness I'm just on my way home from this wonderful woman that I go and see from time to time for a bit of fun and she's just told me x y and z and I said gosh Kim this is really strange because I've been thinking about doing this and I've never done it before in my life. I've been thinking about it because I've got so much change going on mm-hmm. and I'd love to feel like some of that was out of my control, that some of it was part of the universe and not necessarily what I was thinking I should do or choosing to do. And, you know, there are times in our lives when we think, what can we do? What can we do differently? Am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right Mm -hmm. path? Is this good? Have I made the right decision? And I've really been feeling quite a lot like that recently. Mm -hmm. So I drove out to Watford the day after because this lovely lady said to me, guess what? I've got an opening tomorrow at 2 o'clock. You know, this is what is so cool about taking the bull by the horn, turning (laughs) it around and just going for it. And yeah. I love that, Sophie. Spur of the moment, just go it was for spur it. Of just the moment. go for it. I, I had a feeling and I thought, you know what, you I want to do this. And funnily enough, when I arrived, she said to me, you only come and see people like me when you feel you really are in that moment. Nobody can suggest it. Nobody can recommend it. You have to be in that moment, in that zone and wanting it for it to be really authentic to you. So I sat down in the chair, very 
apprehensive, mm-hmm. slightly nervous mm-hmm. that I was going to be told things that I didn't want to hear, mm-hmm. and a little bit complacent, mm-hmm. a little bit skeptical, perhaps a little bit cynical. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know what, I've come here with an open mind and an open heart and there's a reason for me being here. I've had a lot of change recently and I want to know where I'm going. And she really opened my eyes and actually I'm, I'm smiling because so many funny things have happened, which I'm really thankful for since I went to the reading. These are the basic points that she told me. She said that in May I was going to meet two alpha males one could possibly be called Mike. <laughs> so can you imagine every time I meet someone called Mike? I'm like, Darling, who shit, are the you three could be men Mike. we're having dinner with this evening? No, I don't know. Have you heard their names? No, I haven't actually. Okay, I'd you guys out there, I will, be tell- I will be telling you next week if there was a Mike that we met on Friday night. <laughs> okay, well, let's, I mean, you will just <laughs> laugh when I tell you. So um, the day that I was, I had the reading was the day that Mike, one of my best girlfriends from LA arrived and was staying with me and she was actually coming back from Heathrow as I was driving to Watford. And I said, I've got a really important meeting that I can't change. She said, well, what is it? What's so important that you can't welcome me? <laughs> I didn't feel I could tell her that at that so time that I was funny. having a tarot reading. I did later though. I told her everything. Of course, I came back beaming Isn't from it funny how we feel so protective around these things? Yeah. So I, I sat down in the chair and didn't say a word Mm -hmm. she immediately said you've got two lovely little boys who are very happy and very grounded Mm -hmm. and okay with whatever changes that you've had around your life gotta say they do and actually i suddenly felt a huge weight lifted off me Mm -hmm. from the very beginning so as soon as she said that i felt like she got me so you actually believed her so i believed her from the moment Mm -hmm. i sat down and i just i felt happy Mm -hmm. and i thought you know what my children are my priority she could obviously see that and even just hearing those words made me feel lighter so that's where we started then we got on to she kept talking about my partner i don't have a partner there's been someone in and out of my life recently but not in my life anymore and they're a friend and that's fine and I'm fine with that and my heart is light and happy Mm. and I don't need any more but um, what she did say that was interesting was that person will always be in and out of my life until I decide that I don't want them anymore they decide they don't want me and there's two alpha males coming into my life in May I might find one of them might be called Mike Um, and they're both very successful very handsome tick all the boxes and I'm going to find it very hard to choose which one I'm going to end up being with but I will end up being with one I will end up married to one and I might possibly be having twins with one and I my face that happy happy face until the twins then my face dropped uh-huh. and I thought I might cry oh I would I love said, to have twins yes but I have I've this fascination with done twins. my children I, I, I love Do children I do you know what it is? Really I think I'm that? so protective over Finn and Harry that, and I'm sure you felt this way. I just felt, well, how would I ever explain to Finn and Harry that I was having a baby with somebody else? Do you know what? My kids ask that me all me the time horrible. if I would have more kids. Really? No, they, they really, really I think do. my kids would like it, but only if it was with Alex. And obviously, no, it's not I did hear that when he uh, <laughs> left this evening, <laughs> your, all your the children son. said, kiss, 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 kiss. 
I mean, so sweet. <laughs> no, but you know what? Actually, awkward. it's really, really, really sweet. <laughs> and I bet it wasn't awkward at no, all. No, it wasn't. We gave each other a big hug. You we are said, so mature. We said in front of all the children, we will always still deeply love each other because we're still family. We love Harry and Finn. And we love each other because we'll always be Harry and Finn's mummy and daddy. Yeah, and I love and that. And that's what we've that's always exactly told them. how it should be. And it also yeah. seems like you guys have got a relationship where, you know, I mean, we've certainly each other. not always been in that position, no, but we but are at the moment. How amazing that you got to that place because yeah. a lot of people never get to that place and to get so, to that place it's the greatest gift it, it, for your it kids it's a good thing so now I have to end on, on this funny tarot card reading story so yes. basically twins so Rachel and I go twins. out for dinner to the Chiltern Firehouse the night after my tarot card reading with, some, with a very good friend of both of us and his best friend who shall remain nameless and he sat down Don't and said... Tell me he was called Mike. No, he was called Nick. But he oh. said, I'm a twin. Oh. At which point, Rachel and I nearly <gasps> fell under the table. twin called Mike? <laughs> I don't... Possibly. Anyway, Rachel and I nearly fell under the table with hysterical laughter. And I just thought, you know what? Even if none of the tarot card reading comes true, it's given me such a spring in my step and a glint in my eye and some comedy moments and... It's just fun. So tomorrow, this is my point of bringing it all up, is tomorrow after Paolo's Body Bar, I was contacted by another tarot card reader, which I find quite strange because I've never done it before. And she said, would you like to have coffee with me and I'll read your tarot cards? And I thought, I wouldn't mind a second opinion. So off I'm trotting tomorrow. I um, After Paolo's Body Bar for another quick tarot reading. I <laughs> I'll have more it. to report back on that next podcast. But yes, I'm I use my time, I use my first day quite wisely when I haven't got the boys. And on Sunday, I plan to stay in bed, lounging until at least noon. Obviously, I always have to get up and feed all the animals, let them out and do that sort of thing. But um, I will be lounging in my pyjamas until at least noon on Sunday. And then boys will come back in that evening. So it's just really lovely to have a bit of a break and something that I, I've never had until I separated from my ex-husband. And it's something that I think all mummies deserve is a bit of you time, whether that's time to go and get your nails done or your hair done or have a massage or just go for a lovely walk in the fresh air. Just sit down on the sofa and not do anything for half an hour and have someone else make you a cup of tea and bring you oh, something that sounds so and dreamy. a biscuit and just enjoy being free for half an hour of your day or whether it's the whole weekend which I'm very privileged to have now but it's really important when all mayhem goes on around you all the time to really take a moment and enjoy you being you and don't forget who you are because it's very easy to get lost in motherhood especially when they're little my point really with all of this is just don't forget to take time out for you and to remind yourself that you're also a person. You're not just a nappy changer, a breastfeeder, a bottle feeder, a winder, a burper, a cooker, and everything else that you have to be, a wife, a worker, whatever it is, you're also a human being who has feelings and needs that need to be nurtured as well. And definitely so met. just take the half an hour of your day yeah. to have your own cup of tea yeah. and your own cuddle of yourself. That's yeah. that's where I'm going with this. And your own time. Mm -hmm. And Sophie's time is often Paolo's body bar time. And yeah. I'm, 
I've been trying now for about a month to get Sophie to commit to uh, Paolo's body bar session because I do really need to get started. You do. I'm committed to tomorrow morning. Can you do 9.30? Well, no, because you see, weekends for me are religious. I do not want to even think about having to do anything before 10 a.m. on a Saturday or Sunday. That's really genuinely how I feel. Mm -hmm. I find that the weekdays are so full on. They begin really early. They finish really late. And it's sixth gear the whole day long. Yeah, I get so it. So weekends for me, absolutely no sound, nothing mm-hmm. before 9.30, 10 a.m. I don't ever serve breakfast before 10. Well, I, I think because I've always had pets, I have to get up when they kind of, I've but always you know, been up at we've seven. we've actually trained Wilma so that, you know, on a weekend, Friday night, movie night does mean that all the children get to go to bed a bit later and it does mm-hmm. mean you know my kids are sometimes in bed at 10 i need more practice at that or 10 30 on a friday night and a saturday night if, i take them yeah. out for dinner but then they sleep you know till Mine 9 don't. 30 the next day even if they go to bed at 10 they'll still wake up between 7 and 7 30 yeah and they're just that's like me i'm i even if i go to bed at three o'clock in the morning i'll wake up at 7 a.m darling me too i will do the same but i'll turn around and i'll just pretend i'm sleeping okay well i should try that I did the same thing this morning. I love it. Simply because simply because we arrived back so late last night and the kids didn't have to go to school. And even though I woke up at 7 a.m., I lay in bed till past nine. Oh, that's I didn't even fall asleep again, but yeah. I just thought I'm going to pretend. And that's what's so lovely about the school holidays and not doing the school run is there's no urgency. I have to say, I'm going to be completely honest, I detest the school run because it just means if you're at all tired or late or not performing on all cylinders one morning, you are in such a fluster by the time you start your day. By the time the children have got to school, you're dripping with sweat, (laughs) looking like a hairy yeti and, you know, Life is really quite challenging. And if there's traffic and unexpected delays in the morning or the cat's been sick or something has gone wrong or there's a missing school sock or you can't find the piece of homework, God, it's horrendous. I love the school holidays for that very reason, that you just don't have to get up and get out. Yeah, but you know what's so anal about me and has been the same since my children started more formal education where things have to be prepared? You know what, the night before? I put out their school uniforms, I get I their do school bags too. ready, get their water bottles ready, literally have everything ready. In Josephine's case, I actually ask her to help get it all ready so mm. that everything except breakfast is prepared for the next morning. And that's such a good idea. We do the same. We do all the uniforms downstairs on the back of the chair for the morning. But there's always something that goes wrong. And all of a sudden you need a mouth guard. And where's my hockey stick? And where are my oh, football shoes? And... I mean, there's always something. I don't know why. But I think as much house. as one can think of the night before, the better. I totally agree with you. But that I, for some reason, our family rarely get to school without a mishap. (laughs) Now, Sophie and I have had a lot of requests from you guys about really spending time talking about hair, talking about beauty, talking about makeup, talking about skin procedures. And we have decided to dedicate the next few episodes of our podcast on one 
sole subject. It doesn't mean that we might not waver out into other things because you know what? We are sitting here as two girlfriends. As we hope you guys are sitting out there, either alone or with your girlfriends, with a cup of coffee or with a glass of wine or with a martini or cosmopolitan or whatever it might be, this is supposed to be about having a really cozy hour. It's supposed to feel as if you're with one of your besties. That's at least how Soph and I would like you all to feel. Um, And after all these great requests, Sophie and I had a little bit of a chat before we started recording this evening. And we will definitely be dedicating a whole episode, one on hair, one on skincare, one on makeup. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of other subjects that you guys have been asking about. And I think we'll bring all of our favorites with us and we'll read you out what they are. 100%. And and for what reason? And for what reason? Um, You know, whether it's, you know, makeup, all the things that we use. I've just got some amazing MAC palettes through which have changed my life already and on that note i'm gonna go have a shower go for it sophie and i are going out tonight to have a good time i will be using the 72 hair mask i've got to say and i will leave it in my hair for 10 minutes so so have another glass of wine oh gosh i don't actually need one <laughs> lots of love to you all out Thank there have listening. a great weekend happy weekends thanks for listening guys and we all are so thankful well we both are so thankful for you every week listening into our podcast we love you to bits and um, we hope one of these days that we'll do a live podcast where we can actually meet you all and we'll be back before you know it see you next good night, good night. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.